Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. We are just going to dive right in. Today, I am going to be talking about six myths about sleep training, and I'm going to talk about why they're not true. (laughs) You've probably heard these myths so many times, so I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to talk about it, and hopefully you can get an understanding of why these aren't true, and then maybe you can help spread the word, (laughs) or maybe someday you'll cross paths with someone who believes one of these myths, and you'll have the knowledge to explain to them why it's not true. So the first myth that I hear all the time is babies who are breastfeeding can't be sleep trained. Babies who are breastfed cannot learn to sleep. And this just, (laughs) this just drives me crazy. First of all, my answer in short is yes, they can. Okay. If your baby is healthy and growing, they can learn how to sleep. It does not matter how your baby is fed. It is. It matters if your baby is fed. Now, some people say if you are breastfeeding because the milk might be a little bit thinner, your baby might be hungry a little bit more often. And if that is happening to you, that's fine. Feed your baby every two hours during the day instead of three hours during the day. That does not mean that your baby needs to eat more at night. They can still get enough food during the day, enough calories in during the day to grow and develop properly and to sustain them at night. Okay, so you do not have to choose if you are like, oh, I really want to teach my baby how to sleep, but I'm breastfeeding, so I can't. No, that is not true. You can have both. I have done all the kinds of feedings with my babies. Okay, I have exclusively pumped. I have exclusively breastfed. I have done formula from day one. I've done a combination of all of the above, and my babies still learn how to sleep. Every single one of them. Okay, so don't get discouraged If you are breastfeeding and somebody tells you, well, you're never going to sleep, that's not true. You can totally breastfeed and teach your baby how to sleep. I promise, I promise, I promise, which is why if you've read my ebook or if you've been around for a while, you'll notice that I never talk about how you feed your baby. I talk about feedings, but I never talk about how you feed your baby because it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your baby and understand that your baby can learn to sleep no matter what. I'm a firm believer in fed is best. So feed your baby and teach them how to sleep. But there are two different things. And again, just do what's best for you and your baby. It's going to be okay. All right, moving on to myth number two, that sleep deprivation is just part of being a mom. I recently saw a soundbite going around Instagram that, you know, the kid in the background is like, mom, why do you look so tired? And the response is, honey, I'm a mom. I'm pretty sure this is just my face now. (laughs) And it's like funny, but also people think it's true that's why it's funny because people are like, yep, sounds just like me. And that just doesn't have to be the case. Being sleep deprived, being exhausted, walking around like a zombie all day does not have to be part of your motherhood. Yes, in the first few weeks when you have a newborn, you're going to be tired, but that doesn't have to be a new part of you that you just carry throughout your motherhood. I don't understand why we've accepted this as normal. I don't understand why we make comments to pregnant people about, oh, you're never going to sleep again. It, It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't because we get to decide what being a mom looks like for us. So for me, being a mom means that I teach my babies how to sleep at night. 
part of being a mom for me is getting the rest that I need so that I can show up as the best version of myself every day. Part of being a mom to me means that I am teaching my baby how to sleep all night so that they can get the rest that they need because they're growing so quickly and they need sleep just as much, if not more, than we do. So being exhausted and being sleep deprived does not have to be part of being a mom for you. You get to make that decision. And I can tell you right now that I have decided that that's not part of my motherhood and you can do that too. You can decide it's not going to be a part of who you are. Okay, myth number three gets me real fired up. (laughs) So I'm going to try really hard to stay calm, cool, and collected here. Okay, but this one I hear all the time, sleep training is cruel. Okay, people tell me all the time, I can't believe you're doing this to your baby. And I'm like, okay. So first of all, do you really think in a million years I would ever do anything that is cruel or dangerous or harmful to my baby? That's insane. Why on earth would I do that? And why on earth would thousands of parents around the world do something that is cruel or harmful for their baby? Why would parents do something that is recommended by so many pediatricians around the world? If people think it is cruel, I truly believe that they are just unaware of what sleep training is. And if you don't know what sleep training entails, refer back to episode two, where I talk about what sleep training is to me and everything that goes into it. Because I truly believe that if you are educated on what it means to sleep train your baby, if you're truly educated on what it means to sleep train your baby, and you're not listening to all the people out there who say things like, oh, just put your baby in a room, let them cry, and they'll figure it out. That's not sleep training, okay? If you understand what sleep training is and what goes into it and how involved the parents are in the sleep training process, you will understand that sleep training is done out of love. Sleep training is teaching your baby a skill out of love that they will carry with them through the rest of their lives, okay? I have talked to so many parents who say, oh, my eight-year-old still struggles with sleep or my teenager still struggles with sleep and it's because they never learned how to sleep when they were a baby. You have to teach your baby how to sleep so that they can learn the skill of sleep so that they can get the rest that they need their entire lives. It's not just so that you can sleep through the night as a new mom. It's not just so, you know, you can tell people, oh, my baby sleeps 12 hours. That's That's not the entire point of sleep training, okay? The point is to teach your baby a skill that they need literally to be healthy for their entire lives. We've talked about this before. Sleep is an absolute necessity. It's not a luxury. Okay. It's a necessity. It's part of being a human being and any creature for that matter. So sleep training is not cruel. It is done out of love. And if you truly understand what it means to sleep train your baby, then I think it will be easier for you to brush off those comments when people say, oh, sleep training is cruel because that doesn't even phase me anymore. When that happens, I just think, oh, you, you clearly don't understand what, what it means to sleep train. And that's okay. That's okay. If it's not for you, if you don't want to take the time to learn about it, that's okay. But for me, I know that it's done out of love. I know that it is a gift that I can give to my children. And I can a thousand percent assure you that my children still very, very much love me even though I taught them how to sleep. (laughs) Maybe even because I taught them how to sleep. But seriously, don't listen to anybody who tells you that sleep training is cruel. And if someone believes that, send them my way. I would be happy to have a conversation with them. Okay, 
Myth number four, you have to be super strict to sleep train. Now I have parents come to me and say, oh, I really want to teach my baby how to sleep, but I'm so busy and there's just no way I can sit at home for the next several years of my life. Okay. I have four kids. (laughs) Life is rarely, rarely smooth sailing. There are schedules that I have to keep to. People have places to go and people to see. There is no way that I could be strict with my schedule either. Okay. I understand that life happens, which is why I firmly believe that you have to learn to be flexible in your sleep training journey. You have to adjust and you have to know that when things are just not working out, it's okay. You can always start again tomorrow. Just because you have to run errands or, you know, you have an appointment or somewhere to be, that doesn't mean your baby can't learn how to sleep. In fact, I talk about this all the time that naps don't develop until four months. So really, if you're starting sleep training early in those first four months, your days Even though they're structured, you can still have your baby nap on the go. You can still have wake windows while you're out and about. You do not have to be trapped at home for the rest of your life if you're teaching your baby how to sleep, okay? If your baby, if you get to a point where your baby is napping best at home, their naps are developed, that's fine. I feel like it's freedom because I know exactly when my baby is going to nap. So I can plan my outings around that nap Whereas if you're not sleep training, you can't really plan to go anywhere or do anything because you're like, oh, I don't really know when my baby's going to nap or when they're going to wake up. To me, that makes me feel trapped. To me, that makes me feel strict and like I have to stay home because I have no idea when my baby's going to be hungry or eating or sleeping or whatever. So do you have to be structured? Yes. Do you have to be totally strict and trapped at home? Absolutely not. Like I said, I really feel like Sleep training gives you the freedom to go where you need to, when you need to. Now, I will say that for me, if I have to miss out on a few things so that my baby can take a good nap, to me, it's worth it to have a happy baby. But there are days where I'm like, you know what? We're just not going to get home for naps today, and that's okay. We'll just plan for an early bedtime. I talk about early bedtime in other episodes, and it's a good tool to have if you have places to go and your baby's just not going to get the nap that day. It's okay. So... No, you don't have to be super strict. No, you don't have to stay at home for the rest of your life. Plan on being structured, plan on doing your best, and plan on being flexible. I promise even if you're all over the place throughout the day, your baby can still learn how to sleep. Okay, myth number five, I just have a bad sleeper. Oh, (laughs) this phrase kind of makes me cringe. First of all, why do we have to label babies as good or bad? One of the first questions I've noticed when you have a baby is somebody comes up to you and says, oh, are they a good sleeper? And I'm like, well, define good or bad because I don't really like labeling babies good or bad. I mean, (laughs) it depends on, uh, are you teaching them? Are you practicing with them? Have they learned yet? Have they not learned yet? But that doesn't mean they're good or bad. So I just like to ditch that phrase altogether. I don't believe there's anything. I don't believe there's such thing as a bad sleeper. Sure, some babies might take a little bit longer than others to learn, but that's like anything in life. Some kids take longer to learn to play the piano or swim or ride a bike. That doesn't mean that they can't learn it. That doesn't mean that they're a bad piano player or a bad swimmer. They're just learning at a different pace and that's okay. And I genuinely believe that every single baby can learn how to sleep. I really, really do. Sure, if you practice more with your baby, they might sleep earlier than another baby, but that doesn't mean... Your, that other baby is a bad sleeper. They just haven't practiced enough. So let's just ditch the phrase good sleeper, bad sleeper and replace it with things like, oh, they're still learning. 
or we haven't quite practiced yet, but we're going to. I've also noticed that parents who say, oh, I just have a bad sleeper, they kind of give up. I feel like they just have it in their head, like, oh, I was given this bad sleeper, I'm never going to sleep, and they just kind of accept that as their new reality, which is crazy to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's talk. Let's figure this out. Let's make a few changes and teach your baby how to sleep. Just because your baby is struggling with sleep doesn't mean they are a bad sleeper and doesn't mean they're never going to sleep. Every baby can learn how to sleep. You just have to teach them how, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. Okay, and the last one, myth number six, only older babies can learn how to sleep. Now, I know there are so many methods out there who recommend not sleep training until your baby is four months or even six months, some even nine months, and I understand the reasoning for that, okay? In fact, I think some of the bigger sleep trainers out there recommend waiting until four months because that's when the four-month sleep regression happens. It's because your baby's sleep cycles are changing from newborn sleep cycles and to adult sleep cycles. And so sometimes they think, well, why would you teach your baby how to sleep with a newborn sleep cycle if they're going to drop that sleep cycle soon and learn an adult sleep cycle? Then you just have to teach your baby twice. Like I understand that. I understand the reasoning behind it. But to me, why not sleep for two extra months when you can? I've started the sleep training process with all of my babies between four and six weeks. Um, I had a few babies born a little early, so I waited till six weeks, but my baby's born right on time. I started at four weeks and every single one of them, I was getting six, eight hour stretches by six to eight weeks. My oldest was even sleeping 10 hours by eight weeks. And we were all just getting really good sleep early on because we started the process early on. Now, when this four month sleep regression came and when they started shifting those sleep cycles, was there a disruption in sleep? Maybe. Honestly, I didn't really notice because they already knew how to sleep. They might have had one or two nights that felt a little bit off, but they already knew the skill of sleep. So it wasn't that hard to relearn to connect sleep cycles with this new type of sleep cycle because they had already done it before with a different sleep cycle. I kind of like to think of it as like if I'm riding a smaller bike and then I upgrade to a bigger bike, it feels a little off at first because it's bigger and you're having to balance a little bit differently, but you still know how to ride a bike. You can still figure it out in a few minutes, right? So for babies, I feel like even though their sleep cycles change at four months, even though a lot of developmental milestones happen at four months and it can disrupt their sleep, there's no point in waiting until that happens to get sleep when you can get it so much earlier. So again, I understand why people wait because they're like, they, they don't want to go through the process twice, but I really don't think you have to go through the process twice. I don't think you're starting over. In fact, I know you're not starting over because I've seen it with my own babies and thousands of other families do the same thing. So if you hear people say, oh, your babies, you know, can't learn to sleep until they're older, you can understand their reasoning because I just explained that to you, but also know that that doesn't have to be your reality. Um, that doesn't have to be the case in your life, in your family, with your baby. You can start as early as four weeks. As long as your baby is healthy and growing, you can start as early as four weeks. That doesn't mean your baby is going to sleep 12 hours at four weeks. I would never recommend that. That's crazy. It's not okay. Okay. But again, sleep training, there's so much that goes into it and you can start doing all of those things during the day at four weeks so that around six, seven, eight weeks, you're getting long stretches every single night so you and your baby are getting the rest that you need so that you can start functioning again so that your baby can get enough rest to help them as they are growing so quickly and as their little brain is developing so so quickly so again 
Yes, some people believe that you can't sleep train until later because they think your baby just won't learn it because they're too little or they don't want to, you know, mess everything up with the four-month regression or whatever, but just know that that's not totally true. You really can start earlier, I promise. Okay, I hope that these myths were helpful today. Well, debunking these myths, I should say. If you've heard any of these before, I hope this helps squash that. I hope that you understand that breastfed babies can still learn how to sleep. You don't have to choose between the two if you don't want to. That sleep deprivation does not have to be part of your motherhood. That sleep training is not cruel. In fact, it is done out of love. That you don't have to be super strict to sleep train. And there's no such thing as a bad sleeper. And babies can learn to sleep so much younger than a lot of people think. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you so much for being here. As always, if you could rate the podcast, leave a review, share it on social media, it would mean so much to me. It is literally the only way that podcasts can grow. It's in your hands. And so every week I will remind you and ask you to please, please, please help me reach other people because I, my entire goal is to just help people who need help. I just want to reach those who need help. So again, thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out with me today and I will see you next week. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.